everybody. Hi, guys. Well, from sunny Salt Lake City, Utah, it's Thank God I'm Atheist, the podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up today, we're going to be talking uh, about some adult minds. Ours, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Mainly uh, some uh, folks on the uh, far religious right who uh, are actually starting to see civil war on the horizon. Yes. In these United States. Um, all about the issue of abortion. Um, it's it's quite interesting stuff. It says right. a lot about their worldview. And, and so we're going to dig into that. Yeah, yeah. And and figure out what our worldview is. Yeah. And what does are, it all mean? Are they even worth fighting? What, what does it mean? Can we put them on... Can we give them a little section... And just let them go. Well, there's that movement as well. Yeah, I know. They're starting that one. Maybe we can do that. All right. We'll we'll get around all of that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, But first, Dan. Yeah. um, I would like to look at the story of a Florida state representative. Okay. Uh, In their, obviously, their their state uh, legislative body. Yes. uh, Who this last session sponsored a bill... That would have basically done in Florida uh, what is being done in so many states with the abortion bans. Sure. Uh, his specific ban or abortion ban did include some exemptions for rape, incest, medical emergency, human trafficking, and domestic violence. But this was a heartbeat bill. Right. Right. Which, so was- which is a hilarious term for it because uh, the time the, – what. The earliness of when they're doing these things, mm-hmm. the ba- these zygotes, these fetuses don't have hearts. Mm. They don't actually have a heart yet. Right. So they can't really have a heartbeat. Okay, interesting. There's like a pulsation that happens sure. in the cells. Right. But there's no heart. I don't know. That's heart, heart-esque, Dan. Well, what we were talking about earlier, you and I, was uh, was how good the, the right is at naming things. Yeah, they're yeah. very good at they, making they, it. They have some uh, sound some very, skills yeah. in that regard. Um, anywho, mm-hmm. the the fact is at this point now, the, I mean, the, his bill sort of died in committee, but he laments the fact that he included those exceptions. Oh, uh, he uh, he says that, and and the reason that he laments it is because God spoke to him directly. Oh about this and said said to him that wasn't my bill oh dear that wasn't my bill um he he's uh he's he went on record during a speech <laughs> saying all this stuff to the women for responsible legislation uh group in pensacola and uh as plain that. as day god spoke to me he says oh wow he i mean he heard god's voice uh, and I knew immediately what he was talking about. He knew it. He shouldn't have. He shouldn't ever let anyone abort. No, never. Oh my god. Um, what, the great thing about this article it just really had me laughing. Uh, it says, uh, and I'm just going to read the, what it says here. The bill which Mr. Hill and allegedly God were referring to. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, thank you, thank you, whoever wrote this. Yes, <laughs> this is brilliant. Um. But apparently God said, you remove those exemptions and you file it again. And I said, yes, Lord, I will. It's coming back. It's coming back. 
We are going to file that bill without any exceptions, just like we saw passed in Alabama. Oh, good. Well, <laughs> God, this is this is, again. We sort of teased about what we're going to be talking on about later, but um, the this abortion nonsense they they're running this up to the Supreme Court. Yeah, they think they have a good chance of getting Roe v. Wade turned turned over, which they may. Um, they may be right about that. They, they it's hard be. to know. So. It's hard to know that that Mr. Trump, uh, or rather, the uh, the evil people whispering in Mr. Trump's ear, <laughs> have uh, have put some pretty damn conservative, uh, non-law oriented judges on our Supreme Court. So, Ugh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. This may turn into quite a quite a fun little little few years. That we'll have. Uh, oh, it's gonna be fun. Yeah, it's gonna be yeah. fun. Just, it'll be it'll be another era of like, I guess I guess you know a lot of uh, a, a lot of abortions happening by people crossing state lines. Yeah, that'll be there will be a lot of that, and maybe some some abortion buses. Some some oh that there you go. Let's get it. Let's get a uh, a business going. Just no, not a business, a nonprofit that. Well, that's what I'm saying. Drives buses through states that don't you know right have it legal and then just, shuttle just people sign off up too. online we'll pick you up yeah then at an try, undisclosed then location <laughs> then they'll try to make it illegal to leave the state to which go they to have abortion. done in, i think in georgia i think georgia. that is disgusting what you go to do in another le- jurisdiction yeah that's legal there right Right. Is like, none of your goddamn fucking business. It's like saying, oh, I, you went across the state line to Nevada to gamble. Right. And then you came back here. Yeah. That's illegal. No, that's, can't allow that's that. fucking bullshit. All right. Um, so I'm going to take us across the pond to Ooh. Great Britain. What's so great about it? <laughs> uh, just Britain to just me. Just Britain. Britain. <laughs> Okay, uh, Britain. Where a, a, a nurse uh, named Sarah Kute um, has lost her job oh. uh, in, in Dartford, Kent, uh, because she, she, was, she was practicing as a nurse uh, dealing with cancer patients, and she kept trying to preach her Jesus at them. Uh, she, uh, she, uh, one of her... Uh, patients c- compared it to a uh, Monty Python sketch where she had attempted to give him her Bible. She quoted scripture at him and finally asked him to sing along with her uh, a hymn, <laughs> a, a psalm of some sort. Ah, okay. Uh, awkward. That's very, very awkward. <laughs> and also very much against the code of conduct. Right. Uh, for nurses in that country, sure, yeah. Uh, so she was fired from the NHS, and uh, and huh. was uh, was yes. So this was this created a hubbub. She uh, she was then later allowed to res- resume nursing, oh. but she still needed to appeal the ruling because the ruling was unjust. Oh yeah. So she appealed it, uh, and the appeals court said no. And then the uh, the even higher court was like, yeah, no, you were very clearly violating the rules, yeah, uh, which are to not make people suffering from cancer feel wildly uncomfortable. <laughs> you stupid cow! Like that right. is so 
But no, no, horrific. no, 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 Dan, 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 Dan. Yeah. She has, she's Christian. Right. So therefore the rules. Don't apply. Don't apply. Right. <laughs> because she, she, it, hers is a, is a higher calling. Yeah. She answers to a higher authority. Well, she was, right. she, she decided. Not, not these, not these rules yeah. issued by the NHS. How dare they? Yes. These rules are wrong. Well, she was asking. And they the, go contrary to her Christian values, Dan. She was she was asking the courts to differentiate uh, between appropriate and inappropriate expressions of religious belief. She said that she <laughs> any expression she was evangelizing instead of proselytizing, and that's a very very different. <laughs> she she invoked Article Nine of the European Convention on Human Rights. Which Britain's desperately trying to get out of, apparently. Oh, uh, but but she she said free. But that Article Nine talks about freedom to manifest one's religion or beliefs. She claimed it was applicable. It was not. <laughs> they've so. just, they've decided no. So yeah, she is she lost that. All right. Well, good. Yeah, I have a story of a, another. A uh, woman standing up to the authorities. This time, oh. however, Dan, I uh, I support her. Oh, okay. Uh, because she's standing up to religious authorities. Oh, with the uh, power of state behind them. I'm talking about a uh, female singer by the name of Nagar Moazam. Nailed uh, it. Yeah, Great. totally. Uh, in Iran. Okay. And there are rules about women singing. Yeah, I imagine they have lots of those. Uh, essentially, uh, a woman, just simple, overly simplified, a woman's not allowed to sing alone. Oh, well, why would she be? Why would she ever? That would be right. That's just that would be horrific. Um, there are no, there are no like sort of uh, women uh, solos singing solos on uh, broadcast television and radio. Oh, wow, Iran. Um, they they can sing. They just can't sing solo. They can't sing solo. So they can be backup. Can they sing Maybe a duet? Can I'm they sing sure. with another woman? Can there be three women singing? Now, see, that's interesting. I don't know. I no. There's got to have to be a penis involved. Otherwise, what's <laughs> otherwise what's this world coming to? A man must be involved. Nonetheless, uh, there has been uh, a sort of a rising up of women in yeah. Iran. Sure. Uh, in in. In inc- it's calling it a rise, uh, an uprising, right? Is is actually uh, it, it feels weird to even say uprising because that that conjures up this like it's something that seems so extreme, almost a violent thing. Yeah, or and this is this is women who are taking off their hijab right. in public, who are who are right. very controversially yeah. showing their hair. Yeah, just horror of horrors. And this woman, uh, who and she, she is a singer. She's she's uh, on social media. You can find her singing uh, uh, elsewhere. She mm. uh, she's she's sort of a known figure, sure. apparently. Okay, because the article is is uh, like, I found s- there were two different versions of this article. <laughs> there were the ones that had her name in the headline, yeah, which suggested to me that she's sort of known. And I did a little search on her. She's got an Instagram and everything that. She's a known figure. Okay. Um, so anyway, her in particular, standing up and uh, and and doing this, she 
She sang an old Iranian pop song. She was wearing traditional dress. Okay. And uh, she she sang it to a small group of tourists in a village. Um, I don't know where this village is. Tourists who probably didn't know any better, didn't know that she was being a horrible human. I just see. I don't know. I couldn't tell. F- I, I don't know enough of sort of the regional dress. I'm sure they know, though. If you're in Iran, you well, have some sense of like, like... If I were a tourist in Iran, it wouldn't occur to me that a woman singing would be against the law. Would you be a tourist in Iran? That would be interesting. <laughs> I probably wouldn't be allowed <laughs> back probably, in this country yeah, afterwards. They probably, they, they probably don't get a lot of tourists from the West, right? right. Yeah, probably I mean, not. who knows? Maybe, maybe there's some European tourism there. I don't know. Again, I don't know all well, of these things. However, know. I've she, heard about um, this great singer that I'd really like to check out. She has been summoned to court. Yeah. Uh, she faces up to 24 months in prison and 74 lashes. Wow. For the crime of singing alone. <laughs> Indeed. Um, She's a criminal, goddammit, a criminal. I know, but the country's penal clo- code. So a lot of people are actually saying it doesn't specifically say in Iranian law that a woman cannot sing a solo in public. It just, it is not in the law. Huh. But what is in the law is uh, a line that says that an individual will be prosecuted for carrying out <laughs> forbidden or haram right. acts in public. Right. Uh, so that's... haram, clearly, that's the, the Islamic... Uh, uh, it's, it's, it means it's, forbidden. It means forbidden. Yeah. Um, a woman singing alone in public could therefore be sentenced up to ten. Yeah. So, so that, I mean, basically, they've got a catch-all law that says if a bunch of men with beards don't like it, we can just say we can just charge you for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Of course they have that. Of course they do. That's obviously the case. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm going to take us to Michigan. Where their attorney general, uh, Dana or Dana Nessel, uh, has just done a thing, and okay. it's like an actual thing, and it seems like it's like just the tip of an iceberg. Okay, she actually had five Catholic priests who are connected with uh, the uh, the state's probe into child sex abuse arrested. What? They're actually seeing consequences. What? Yeah. Uh, this is an investigation that began last summer and uh, under under her uh, predecessor. And she said that looking into this uh, could uncover a lot more. Uh, and yes, so it looks like she's actually pursuing this. And she's actually going to uh, bring the weight of the law against criminals who molest children. So that's good. Wow. You don't ever see that. No. Yeah. This is uh yeah, landmark. So uh, and these guys had already sort of fled the state. I don't know if they fled, but they were in like <laughs> totally they were all over the place uh in uh, in different states. There's one the who uh who's under arrest uh or rather who is uh, they're awaiting extradition from india but these guys were far flung hoping i i i assume hoping that they just get away with it uh by no longer being in proximity but probably up to their old 
tricks in these new places. Very, very possibly. But they are about oh to God. face justice. And hopefully that is a trend that will continue in these United States. Because how delightful is that? Real consequences. Yeah. Maybe if priests were a little bit more afraid that they might go to fucking jail rather right. than just knowing for a fact that they'd get away with whatever that it is that they do, maybe they'd God, think it's twice. So sick. It's so sick. All right. Well, good. Good. Yeah. Good on her. Dana, what was her name? Uh, Something. Oh, I, my hat is off to you. Nestle. Dana Nestle. She's going places. Yeah. I, I mean, she's already gone places. Oh, I mean, oh yeah, exactly. Attorney general. Yeah. So. She's, that's, that's a place to go. <laughs> For sure. All right. Well, um, uh, over there in New Jersey. Oh, good. Yes. Dan. There's a uh, there's a charter school by the name of Bergen County Arts and Science Charter School. It's a, of course, charter schools are public schools. They, they sort of work under the... It's an interesting little concept, right? That, that it's kind of an alternative school set up by a, another organization. Right. That they, they sort of work under the public school standards and whatnot, yeah, but they, they, they get to, like, do their own thing. They get to have, like, a focus, kind right. of, yeah, of sorts. I usually I find a lot of them to be very problematic. Yes. I have encountered some that are actually really good. Yes. Um, but in the meantime, let's uh, look at this, this school. Uh, it is actually housed in a rented space... Uh, from the Holy Trinity Roman Catholic Church. Oh, uh, in Hackensack. Okay. Uh, they uh, and they they've they you know they're set up again public school, uh, but the landlords yeah have their own agenda. Of clearly. course they do. And so when a rainbow heart was painted uh, as part of a mural. Uh, on a couple, co- on like a column. Okay. The school. Sure. And it has uh, some. Oh, uh, I like that. That's subversive. I like. Has it. some interlocking male symbols that kind of look like a Keith Haring painting. Okay. You know, you know the ones. Oh yeah, yeah. I think right? I know what kinda, you're talking about. Pretty, pretty famous imagery. Um, cutesy little thing. Cutesy little thing, and it it really it really looked great. It was obviously a pride type. Uh, yeah. Uh, symbol. LGBTQ, uh, LGBTQ positive sort of thing. Whatever, right? Yeah. Well, the, the Holy Trinity Roman Catholic Church did not like this. No. Uh, so <laughs> they have requested that, one, the school refrain from consistently painting on the public surfaces, <laughs> and two, that the school remove some content... In this new painting. Yeah. Uh, which included some symbols of sexuality. Oh. I'll remind you, it's a rainbow and two people holding hands. Sexual. Sexuality. Yeah. Uh, Look. It's inappropriate for the building, is what they say. Yeah. Um, because the building is also utilized by parishioners of the church. Right. There's other parts of it that are used for it, as well as the school, right? Yeah. And so, but it's like, but, you, but one of your tenants is a public school. Cool. Yeah. So you kind of have a problem there. I mean, it seems it seems like this has been problematic from the beginning. Like you didn't have to tell me about the rainbow heart for me to go. There's a problem with public school happening on a church property. 
Yes, that's because already a problem. This is also not the first time that they've had objections to something well, uh, that's been hanging up. Uh, they had a there was a school psychologist who was uh, forced to take down an LGBTQ supportive poster. Right. So so if you th- if you buy that first objection, which yeah. is please don't paint our walls. Sure. Right. If 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 you think that if if you're going to be gullible enough to think that that's what the real Problem Objection is. was, yeah. <coughs> Just know that there was a poster that had to be taken yeah. down too. Um, th- they've clearly shown that they what they really are objecting to is is uh, material that supports LGBTQ rights or equality well, or issues. It's a fucking Catholic church. What did they think they were going to... They were renting a school. This is a former school space. What I'm this saying is... This was a is, Catholic school that closed because they couldn't get enough kids to go to it. What I'm saying is either it's got to be a secular building that this Catholic... Like, either the Catholic school has to let it go completely. Right. Or you fucking don't have a public school there. You just don't do it. Okay. And this is how far it goes, Dan. <laughs> uh, so just last year, the school abolished a long-running uh, daily educational program, which taught students about a unique historical figure each day. Uh, after and, and so they, but apparently during Pride Month, they included LGBTQ figures, and so. The school, or so the church, was even objecting to curriculum. Yeah. This is not just, like, like, this is such an overreach. So uh, Garden State Equality uh, is on record saying, it is offensive, unconscionable, and flatly unconstitutional for this church acting as a for-profit landlord to restrict a public school's curriculum or censor student speech within those walls. This type of hate-fueled bigotry is precisely why New Jersey needs, oh, and then it goes on to make a point about um, inclusive curriculum, which yeah. they did pass and goes into effect next year. Great. Um, so, yeah. I mean, it, it's just, you're, and that's the perfect point. It is a for, it's acting as a for-profit entity right yeah. now, renting out a space to a public entity. Yeah. You're just, you're just, shut the, up. You're just the fucking And take the money. Then. Yeah. Right. You cannot control what happens within those walls. This is no longer a Catholic school. Right. It's a charter school that's operating in your space. Right. Shut up. Yeah. So that pissed me off. Well, there you go. <laughs> I'm PO'd. Good. Um, you, yes, it, you should be angry. Or TO'd, as we would say, because we weren't allowed to say pissed off. <laughs> we and so off. we would say ticked off. Yes. And then, and then you shortened and that. Then shorted it to <laughs> TO'd. <laughs> I am ticked off. <laughs> Not that either phrase actually makes any sense. <laughs> what the fuck does pissed off I mean? Love, I'm I'm TO'd. I'm just TO'd. Uh, <laughs> shouldn't it be T'd O, technically? That's not how it works, Dan. Okay. Uh, I'm going to take us finally to, uh, to Tel Aviv mm. in Israel, where uh, the grand... And possibly incorrectly titled Eurovision competition t- took place this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, fun. Yeah. Big music. I don't know if they know thing, right? where Israel is, <laughs> but it feels like the Euro part of Eurovision is, uh, has gone askew. Uh, er- Anywho, 
Uh, this is a big. Uh, you know, a lot of Americans don't know anything about Eurovision, but it's huge. Yeah, it's a, it's a singing. Thing, it's a right? singing competition, and countries send singers. It's like, like the Olympics of of, of of singing. Absurd goofball pop singing. It's really bad pop. It's so bad, you yeah. guys. Europe, what are you doing? Seriously, yeah. it's so bad, but kind of delightful also. <laughs> anyway. Uh, to be held in Jerusalem or in Tel Aviv this year. Good thing they didn't choose Jerusalem. There was already enough uh, protests. Anyway, uh, the the Haredi, the ultra orthodox, oh no, uh, males oh, no. of Tel Aviv were protesting because this happened on the Sabbath, or rather, uh, oh, how dare the they. prepping happened on the Sabbath. The technically, the recording of the show happened after the Sabbath. Oh, uh, but there were work permits issued. They could work on the Sabbath. They were they were preparing. They were doing rehearsals, all that stuff. How oh, dare they on Shabbat? How fucking dare they? And these guys were serious about it. They of were, of course, they were. They were blocking streets. <laughs> uh, they Jesus were Christ. causing real trouble. So the police were coming in and they were attacking the police. It was mayhem. So somebody hit the bat signal and deployed the nuclear option. Oh, no. Move Eurovision. Three girls took off their tops or four (laughs) and showed their bra clad upper halves. And the men went running because these these Haredi men are not allowed to see that. They are forbidden by their by by their religion. That's all it takes. So they just just a few women took off their shirts. Uh they're still wearing their bras, but that was enough to send men fleeing. Oh my god. <laughs> they're going to have to hire protesters in the future. Yeah, well, yeah, that's they'll, they'll, the the one their protest goys or whatever. They... Yeah, exactly. The the one time when uh who is who's the guy that George Soros actually pays for stuff? I don't know. Huh. Anyway, I just thought that that may be the most delightful thing I've ever heard in my life. All of these men being so serious about everything. And this is terrible. This, ah, girls, run away. <laughs> We're girls. <laughs> this is a country where they like will spray paint out the faces of women oh. on billboards because they just can't handle it. Well, now that this is perfect, this is absolutely delightful. You know, this is how you just get rid of yeah, exactly anything. And yeah, you kind of you can make them do whatever you want. <laughs> do you hate them in your in in you know in the park? Do you not want them there? There's an easy solution. <laughs> I love it. Absolutely amazing. Not that they shouldn't be in the park. That is not what I'm trying to claim. I'm just saying if they're being obnoxious in the park, if they're, they're being, trying to control other people's behavior in the park, right? Yes, if then that's what you do. Yeah, they may try to yell at you, but they can't look at you. So, <laughs> and you can just advance slowly. Oh, <laughs> splendid! All right. Oh well, if you guys would like to show us your top, no, don't do that. But if you want to write into us, show us your boobs. Show, show us your boobs. If you want to write into us, you can do so. Podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yeah, let us listen to your boobs. Uh, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash TGIatheist, and click that like button. 
And while you're there, search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge. Request to join. It is a closed group, but we will let you in. Yup. Hey, Dan. Yes, sir. Jesse Lee Peterson. Yeah. You have the best description of him. I'll let you describe Do I? who this guy is. He's a, he's this guy. He's a, he's the uh, race trader who... Uh, yeah, yeah. Who... <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Who has a beautiful voice for it, it, audio is, yeah. ma- is mainly what he does. Yeah. He's a guy... He, he's a far right-wing guy that probably only has any prominence... Not because he has anything of any interest to say ever, right? But because he because white guys love it when a black dude turns on his own race, right? Exactly. That's that's the main thing. But he's not going to talk about race today. No, he he's... is going to say the word husbands in a way that adds three syllables. <laughs> that's All what right. that's what we're listening for today. I think that's enough. Let's, let's just listen. Yeah, Muslim in Congress now, in government all over starting to spread around the country. You have a homosexual, radical homosexual, running for president. And no one seemed to care. No rebuking him. And he even flaunt his so-called husband. With no shame, kissing in the public. And people applaud like it's real. They call a man husband like it's real. It's shocking. And that's what they want to do. And I'm being told that they they, uh, voted in a black radical lesbian homosexual for mayor of Chicago. And I have those soundbites coming up for you, too. Supposedly she kissed her so-called wife. So now they calling, they outwardly calling two men husbands and two women wives. And the straight people are calling their relationship partners. The radical homosexuals started out calling their phony relationship partners. And they convinced the straight people, don't say girlfriend, boyfriend, or fiance, or husband, wife. Say partner. And so the straight people... As weak as they can be, said, okay. Now they call partners while the homosexual has taken over the term husbands and wives. It, it's it, it's mind blowing. It's just hard to believe. Oh my God, <laughs> this guy. It's mind blowing. It's mind blowing. Oh my gosh. Oh. That, is, that is a treat. That is oh. a treat. I can wow. see why he's so confused. I have used the word partner when talking about my wife. Oh, my God. Really? You know what I should do? I should start calling her my husband. That will really <laughs> fuck with him. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> this is my husband, Andrea. Oh, good God. Partner is a perfectly good word. It's a great word. And it's, yes, the LGBTQ uh, uh, sort of community sort of did at one point start on a small scale asking allies if they would use that term to normalize it Hmm. but that was before marriage came around right so yeah now it's like okay we know what to call a married person right we know the terminology there that's easy right 
And partner's such a nice word you because... You call them wives and husbands. Yeah. Well, but, it, but it's also great for um, a non-married couple. Yeah. To sort of have... Who are in a long-term committed relationship. To have parity. Yeah. It, it, it's acknowledging, or at least it's not... Uh, it's, it's not, not re- devaluing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. There's a look. There's a lot of ways to do relationships right now. Yeah, and uh, we don't need to value one over another. No, there's no. A, you, you're not you're not a better relationship because you're married, right? Or whatever. No, it's a it's a it's a contract. Yeah, yeah. It, it's you're about just a, property and medical decision making. Right. You know, and inheritance. Yeah. Right. Like. That's what it's about. It's about, but and, and, and inheritance is as much about property as anything, right? right. It's, yeah, it's, because it's not like that isn't your property, right? right. It's, it's it's about sort of yeah to begin with. It's just that what's it's kind of is yours. It's kind of about power of attorney. It's exactly is basically what it's about. Yeah. So so shut up. Yeah, it's about power of attorney and a splendid splendid party. Yes. Well, one hopes. <laughs> One hopes. <laughs> I mean, that was the that was the great uh, the great promise of gay marriage. Right, was big, gorgeous weddings. Absolutely. Now I've seen a couple, but I've also seen a few gay weddings that I was like, guys, we were promised more. <laughs> Step up your game. I would like to point out one thing that he says in here, uh-huh. which is calling Pete Buttigieg. Uh, a radical oh, homosexual. Yeah. The most... <laughs> <laughs> the least radical human on the earth. Just... Yeah, exactly. Like, this is just... But, but, but the fact that... But, I mean, in that guy's world, in Jesse whatever his name's world... Yeah. Being gay... Is radical. Is radical. Yeah. Because we're in fake relationships. Yeah, yeah. We're it's, calling them real. It's almost like it's real. Right. It, I can't stand that people are talking about gay relationships like they're real well i mean i will say i mean there is a correct usage of the word here if you're saying that uh the by legalizing gay marriage that there was a radical change to the understanding of what marriage is it goes to the basics to 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 the roots of it because it's it's it is now also uh it's something that we we had recognized as a society for a very long time, which is marriage is a love relationship. Right. Right. Which and that in and of itself was a radical change. Which was a radical change. That was a yeah. radical departure from what marriage had been for centuries. For, which was truly just about property. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and, and status and stuff. But it yeah. wasn't a, a love relationship. It was, right. a, it was a business proposition. <laughs> yes. And so anyway. Yeah. There you go. I, I, however, do continue to see it as a something that more contractual. Yeah, you know. sure. Because if you're in a loving, long term relationship, at a certain point, you're just like, well, should we just? Well, that's what make things easier. That's what Andrea and I did, <laughs> Andrea, yes. it, and it didn't make anything any easier for us. But we realized, I mean, the the our impetus for getting married had nothing to do with like our relationship. It uh-huh. just had to do with realizing, oh shit, if. Andrea was in an accident, her parents would like take over the the decision making. And that's what I mean by easier. 
Yeah. Is that you don't, in those tough moments, you don't have to have this argument. Right. Everything's just decided. It's clear. It's legal. Right. It's binding. She has decided who she wants to make yeah. those decisions. Exactly. And it ain't them. It's mm-hmm. me. Right. And I decided that the same with her. Although right. my parents would have yeah, would have defaulted to her anyway. Exactly. But, but you know, who wants the, uh, who wants any indecision or, or, or trick? You know, it, it, you don't want it to be tricky right. in that moment. Right, exactly. So you just make that call. Rip. Yeah, so there you go. Yep. Okay. Uh, we had some folks write into us. Oh, good. Um, Kieran wrote into us. Hey, guys, Kieran here. I'm a wee bit south of you. I'm stuck in Salem, Utah. Salem? Stuck. You're not stuck. You're just there for a few years. You'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, I recently started listening to your show, and as an ex-Mormon teenager of 16, uh, it's been oddly comforting hearing from other ex-Mos who live relatively close. Hmm. I don't exactly have any friends who aren't Mormon, and Hmm. my parents are incredibly Mormon as well. So it's meant a lot to me to be able to listen to your show. Anyway, keep up the good work. Love you guys. Thought I'd send a ramble of appreciation your way. Well, Kieran, thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. And uh, and yes, don't worry. You'll believe me. I know that it feels like it'll be forever, but you'll be out of there soon enough. Yeah, in the grand scheme of things. It's a couple years. It's a couple years. Just enjoy your life down there. Yeah. Do do your best and, and all will be well. Yeah. And then move to the big city, like Salt Lake. <laughs> well. Terrifying urban town that it is. Oh. Yeah, there, there's an amazing phenomenon. You, you say that, but there's an amazing phenomenon on the uh, Salt Lake City subreddit uh-huh. where people will write in for like advice for where to move or uh-huh. advice for, you know, sure. whatever, right? And uh, there are so many people moving in from places like Salem or whatever uh, who legitimately do see Salt Lake as the big scary city, uh-huh. right? And they see this crime-ridden, <laughs> scary city. Where should I move? That's that's safe and this uh, and that. And it's just like it's like almost anywhere you want. Yeah, like, move into the worst neighborhood in town, you'll be fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny yeah i uh i, I was in uh a wendover mm. which is a border town between uh utah and nevada right and the only thing it has is the nearest legal gambling to salt lake city right and i was talking to a local who worked in one of the casinos and and she was like and i said so do you do you like living here because she lived in west wendover oh, okay. which is i think the utah side of the t- of the city which west is- would be on wouldn't West be the... Yeah, but I think... Oh, no. I guess it's Wendover, Utah, and West Wendover, Nevada. Anyway, she lived yeah. on the Utah side of the border. Okay. And, and she was... And I was like, do you like living there? Because I've driven around, and it, I'll just say it's not for me. It's a tiny, <laughs> tiny little little yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, and, and I would never be able... I would just die. Anyway, she was like, yeah, I like it. You know, I've got kids going to school, and it's safe here. And I was like, safe? From what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What do, you, what do you... How can it be sa- Like, more... Yeah, anyway. I mean, Salt Lake City, kids. It's the big, scary city. Yeah. That's all we're trying to say. I mean, it's... Uh, all right. Uh, anyway, uh, let's look at... Uh, this is from AC, who, uh, who sent us a whole story. Hmm. Uh, happy Tuesday from an early summer in western North, North Carolina. It's too many uh, directions. <laughs> Are you in northwestern North Carolina? It's southern western North Southwestern North Carolina. Okay, got it. 
Unrelated to any specific topic covered on your show recently, I have a story I wanted to share with you guys. Saturday, my boyfriend and I were at home minding our own business when I heard distantly the doorbell ring and my boyfriend invite someone into our home. Hmm. In a rush, I figured I, I, I finished getting ready and we made and made my way to the living room. Who might that be? I wondered. Were we expecting our landscaper? Maybe our landlord? To my surprise, there were Mormons in my living room. Oh no! That's (laughs) turns out my boyfriend had invited them in for water. Hmm. We had a decent conversation about a few things. Uh, You'll be surprised to know both were originally from the great state of Utah. Surprise! Yes, exactly. And I was genuinely surprised to know that one of them had served a mission in my hometown, a very small blip on the map in eastern Tennessee. Uh, and the other had the other in an area near my boyfriend's hometown. They drank, rested for a moment, and with no Bible pushing involved, left with a, I hope you have a nice day, thank you so much again. And that was that, except for the smell of sunscreen left hanging in the air. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, you know, they're pasty white boys from Utah. They have... I never wore sunscreen. Well, then you were just begging for cancer. I would just bask in the Italian sun. Oh, yes, well... Oh. The Italian sun's different. It is different. It's entirely different. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's a totally different uh, star, in point of fact. <laughs> no, but there's something in the air mm. that filters it. It's beautiful. It's, you know what it is? It's that pasta cookings that's just it's sort of lingering hang, in the air. And hanging the in the marinara. air. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, AC goes on to say, uh, uh, all in all, it was a pleasant experience and a reminder from my boyfriend that though a person's beliefs may be different they are still a human being you can still carry on a conversation choose not to get along uh, or choose to get along and set differences aside nice and exist on the same earth yes uh yeah uh, she you, says P- she says ps my uh, or he she i don't know who ac is uh ac says ps my boyfriend did tell me he opened the door thus thank you for stopping by but we're okay However, would you guys like some water? Apparently, nice. Apparently okay. one of them looked parched. Um, <laughs> uh, I sh- I, we should reiterate uh, the TGIA official stance on oh. Mormon missionaries. Find a household chore. Which is give them work to do. <laughs> they will do it. If they come to your door, the last thing they want to be doing is going door to door. Yeah. Um, they may need to make an appointment for the next week or whatever. Right. But, like, give them some work to do. Seriously. You got some windows that need cleaning? Need some heavy things taken out of your garage? Abs- just, yeah, some help. Yeah. Anything. Absolutely. Reorganize that garage. Yeah. Get and, that help. And they will. They get to count it as service. The, the, the flower beds need, need some attention. And so you know? it counts for them. It's good for them. It's good for you. You can even say... We're not interested in hearing your message about your church. We're, you know, if you listen to us, you know quite a bit about the Mormon church anyway. Or you could just look at them and be like, do you want a stat? I'm a free stat. Like, give me a Book of Mormon. You can tell, tell, tell your district leader that you placed a Book of Mormon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just be totally like transactional. Be, be like completely be like, upfront um, about it. Do you need, I mean, have you guys been kind of suffering for discussions? Yeah. Okay, rattle it off. I know it's memorized. Just just power the through whole it. thing. Power through, through it, guys. It. And you could you got your stat. And then we need and then I need you to help me clean my bathroom. <laughs> they will do it. This is real. We are not telling you something that is mean to do. Yeah. You are doing them a kindness. Yeah. Listen, when it comes around and you're required to ask me to get baptized, my answer is going to be no. Right. Right? Uh all your little questions you're supposed to ask me along the way. 
you're going to get an honest answer. Right. And I don't feel the spirit. I'm not going to read anything you leave with me. Right. right. Or I might. Or I might. Read the Book of Mormon. It's boring oh, as shit. But you like, don't want to read it. No, don't read the Book of Mormon. It's I mean, really awful. It'll waste your time. But at least you could say, I've read the Book of Mormon, yeah. which is Give an interesting. Give nice boys a stat. And because a, it's all stat, it's all and based a glass on of, numbers and a glass of water. Yeah, you give them that, they will be happy as pie. <laughs> they're nice boys, I promise. Yeah. They, yeah, for the most part, they're actually just good kids yeah. who, who are dupes, and maybe you'll have an effect <laughs> on them too. Truthfully, that is uh, a noble thing. Yeah, because there are people that I remember from my mission, who, people who planted small, who, knowingly or, or un knowingly uh got little ideas in my head so so yeah you you may not see the fruit of that oh planting, no it might come years later but but you can still be a little farmer yeah. you can still plant those seeds <laughs> uh we have a voicemail don't we we do indeed dan um we have uh somebody who's sharing a story um about you know kind of an issue that we've talked about on the show i don't i don't know that i need to set it up more than that okay actually. Um, I, but I, I thought that the perspective was that he's uh, sharing is, is a lot of fun. Hi, Frank and Dan. I've called in before. Uh, this is Donnie in Mount Shasta, California. So I have heard you guys talk about trans issues and trans bathrooms, and I literally got the funniest comment from my goddaughter earlier today as we were going to a hot springs, which is clothing optional. And I was warning her. I'm like, so there are going to be naked people there, boys and girls. And she says, Aunt Donnie, you're stupid. There's only two sets of tidbits in the world. Some have one, some have the other, and rarely some have both. It's really not important. And I thought that was the most logical and to-the-point explanation of how stupid the bathroom issue is. But anyway, you guys do a great show. I listen to you regularly while I'm setting up my restaurant for work, and I completely enjoy you. Keep up the good work. Have a great day. I just love it. Tidbits. Tidbits. Look, and and the future of this nation. Yeah, exactly. The next generation. Well, I mean, that's the truth. For for every struggle that our generation and those before us have with, have with like, ah, uh, how do I process all of this? The next generation is just already done. Yeah. They're we're we're still going, "Oh, but what if they do this? Wait, is it okay if and I don't know how to say the thing and the next generation is like, "What what why is there a problem here?" Right. What is happening? <laughs> there you go. Uh, but, yeah. Do you remember when in our generation, gay kids weren't out of the closet by the time they were in their in junior high? God. Well, <laughs> yes, Dan, I remember. That. I know you do. I lived that. I Dan. know you do. Isn't that crazy? I appreciate you pulling up horrible memories, splashing around in your in your <laughs> deep dark past. My teenage years spent in rural Oklahoma. Oh, God. Blah. Yeah, I'll bet you there Blah. are... In rural Oklahoma, right where you went to school now, there's like a gay club at, at that school. I mean, that would be interesting... To research? At Fort Gibson High School. Yeah. Um, I, I don't... Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? Hmm. But that's how that's how the world is going. That's the direction it's headed. <laughs> And then there will be no gay clubs because it'll just be like, why would there be a club just because we're gay? It won't be a gay club. It'll just be a club. Right. There'll just be like the, a, the person club. Yeah. You know, <laughs> just be so normal. We'll just have a, you know, human being club. 
All right. Well, we have so some people. To, <laughs> we have some people to thank. Oh, Ken. good. Uh, we have uh, one new venerable listener this mm. week. Um, I suspect this isn't actually their name. Uh, adopt a homeless 1961 Corvair and oppose speed limits and seatbelt laws. <laughs> that's, that's what's written in the name line. No, that sounds like a that sounds, that sounds like a legit what a name. Beautiful name. What a be- it does <laughs> roll off the tongue, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Well, thank you. Adopt. I, where do you find a homeless Corvair? Because I, I, I don't know. I would definitely adopt one. I, I probably would do. Uh, but uh, we, we sure do appreciate your support yes, of the show. Thank you so much. And also, uh, we need to acknowledge and thank and bow down on our knees oh, yes. to our Lord and Savior, our top donor, Josh! Well, peace be upon Josh. Uh, yeah. And. Uh, and lordy lord, lordy, lordy. <laughs> and all that sort of thing. Hey, listen, <laughs> if you guys want to be among the best people in the world and contribute to our show, uh, keep us rolling, uh, you may do so by going to thankgodimatheist.com and finding the button that says that you can support, contribute, support us. And, uh, and that just, it's super easy. It just takes you there. You just yeah. type a little bit of stuff into the various fields. And then you're done. It's and then done. you can feel the warm glow mm, that the, the comes from being uh, venerable or, or faithful, faithful, a saint. Who knows? Beatified. You, listen, this is this is not uh, this Pope. is not actual uh, deity here. You can be our Lord and Savior. Yeah, you can you can dethrone Jash if you want to. You can. So get out there and do it. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Hey, Dan. Bortion. <laughs> Bortion? Bortion. It's, it's that's killing what you our get, country. That's what you get in Merca. In Merca, we, ha- we, we don't have- like Bortion in Merca. <laughs> Uh, indeed. In fact, the, it's been, it's been a, a rough few weeks yeah. on this issue as, uh, states are passing, as we talked about earlier in the show, these birth, or I'm sorry, these heart rate, heartbeat, heartbeat laws, laws, so-called, um, uh, heartbeat. so-called heartbeat laws. Again, a little bit tricky. They're being yeah. tricks. They're yeah. being tricksy. Uh, um, and you know, some people, some of these states are, they're not wanting any exemptions anymore. And it's, it just all, it is, I had to actually go back and read exactly what Roe v. Wade addressed. Mm. And because this is it, it. So apparently in the decision, I mean, yes. they're just absolutely, I knew they were going against it, but I didn't, I didn't know in what ways they were going against it. Right. The The Supreme court basically said that. Like in the fir- that states really can't get in the way of the first trimester, right? Right, at all, at all. The second trimester, uh, there can be some sort of health issues, um, uh, certain exemptions, whatever. But those had to be there. Um, and then in the third, it had to be like really just like death exemptions, right? Um, or if it was threatening it the was life of be, the mother, or if the right. child was already uh, was was going to be born dead anyway, if the state was going to get involved in the issue, right? right. Uh, but they they basically gave it to the states with sort of this trimester sort of pattern. That's really rough. We probably got a couple of the details wrong, but that's sort of the whole idea. And so for yeah. them to be like 
saying no exemptions and whatnot. Like the Supreme Court said, no, there have to be. You have to allow this. You You have have to to allow abortion with. Yeah, you have to allow it completely in the first trimester. Yes. And now and and so and And so they've been picking away at it. You know, these conservative states with with, you know, all these rules and regulations about how, you know, essentially it has to be like a hospital operating room. Right. Yes. And and and, and the uh, the hallways of the building have to be eight feet wide so that two gurneys can pass each other in the night. Yeah. Crazy regulations all designed just to add burden, 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 burden. Right. The the way the Utah legislature treats alcohol. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Just random meanness. Yeah. Out of spite. Absolutely. Um, well, this is all part of this concerted effort to try to get it back in front of uh, the issue back in front of uh, the court so that Roe v. Wade can be overturned. Right. Uh, and you know, they're making progress on it. The, the religious right absolutely is making progress. Um, and, but what we, but what is absolutely nuts about this whole thing is that the far right is now there's this bubbling sort of like speculation about civil war over this issue. Right. And they've talked about, apparently this has been going on for a long time. And so the the direction I wanted to go with this isn't like, oh my God, they're planning civil war. It's what is this mindset? What do they, how do they see the world that they, that they think that civil war is coming over this? Right. Well, here's, here's one of the tricks. One of the tricks of this thing is that it is, uh, it, it it used to be only the crazy fringe like prophet you know the 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 sort of the sort of like you know the the fireman prophet types or or the <laughs> right. uh or fucking uh what's his name over at infowars alex jones or right, whatever the conspiracy like, theorists all of these nutballs right. who are always claiming that everything's going to turn into a civil war right. you know what i mean they they've been saying this for a long time now it's starting to move into more, like, not mainstream, but more mainstream so like, circles. Yeah, so, like, Rick Joyner is one of the people. Yeah. We play him on the show yeah, fairly and regularly. He, and he's, like, one concentric circle in from Alex Jones. He's still sure. crazy. He's, he's still, still crazy. dipshit. But, but like, there's, like, this uh, magazine called Charisma. First time I'd ever heard of it. Apparently, it's huge. has millions of, of uh, subscribers. Oh, my God. It's uh, sort of the media voice of the Pentecostal and, sure. and charismatic movements. Right. Uh, and they've run at least, according to this article in The Guardian, uh, has run at least a half dozen articles contemplating the possibility of an imminent civil war. Oh, my God. Um, and... And it, what, what, what concerns – there is a little bit of concern because obviously you don't want a, f- a fraction, even a small fraction of your country um, starting to think in terms <laughs> where the issue that they, that they care about most, which is abortion, um, could lead to civil war, meaning they're mentally preparing themselves – yeah, to take up arms. What does that mean, right? Yeah, and I, I, and I and I and this morning, like I was in the shower, and I'm thinking through this whole thing, and and I was like, I was like, if if like there was a little skirmish that broke out in some part of the country, a I don't think it would be near where we live, um, but but if it started to break out, 
what what would what would my attitudes be about civil war yeah. in America? And I was just like, well, fuck that. I want nothing to do with that. And then I'm like, well, what if it actually turned into a thing? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it's like, no, dummy. It's not going to turn into a thing. No. And then I was like, well, would Donald Trump try to suppress it? That's a that's an interesting question. <laughs> or would he just be be an apologist for it like he was for the racists in uh Charleston or Yeah, I mean surely this won't come to armed conflict. I don't I don't see well, it. Well, here's right? the thing. The, if you look at the statistics of uh of opinion about abortion, they are changing and they're changing slowly and just slightly in uh, the wrong direction, but that's an mm. up and down that happens constantly. Okay. It's just an up and down. Right. Uh, but I was looking at, at Gallup's sort of over the years uh, lineup of, of opinion about abortion. Okay. And even now, you know, you've got 80% of Americans believe that uh, it should either be that abortion should either be legal under certain circumstances or legal under any circumstance. Right. Uh, with only 18% saying it should be illegal under in, in all circumstances. So it's like, look, the country isn't going to go to to war over this. No, but isn't, I mean, wars are fought. It just seems to me that like you can get a lot of people riled up on this starting to think about the idea of a Christian nation. Yeah. Right. And that's happening. I mean, we in that article that you that you sent me, uh they 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 do talk about this nutball legislator, a state legislator in in uh Washington, Washington state. Yeah, not not Washington yeah. DC, but the other side of the country, Washington state, which is a very large state, uh -huh. which he wants to bisect right. into two states and, you know, he can leave the western part, the coastal part, right, to all the hippie liberal assholes, right. But he he wants the this eastern part of it, uh, and he's actually picked out a name, uh, Gilead. Apparently, <laughs> um, he wants a new state. He wants a fifty first state, and he wants it to be a Christian state. Yeah, he wants it to be the Handmaid's Tale. It's like, dude, <laughs> do you not know how the states work? <laughs> Your state would still, unless you start a new country, right? Your state will still be subject to federal law in these United States, and so you'll have exactly the same problem, mm -hmm. except that you'll be a little closer to passing the shithole laws that they have down in the South that will either be struck down or won't be. But then there will be a fight, and it'll they'll go away eventually. Right? It's uh, it. it People's brains, first of all, they're being riled up mm -hmm. purposefully by the political right yeah, of the absolutely. country. Yep. And they're being riled up because angry, uh, angry, angry voters show up. Angry voters show up. And, ang and angry voters, and the, what they don't want is angry thinking voters. No. They want angry believing voters. Hmm. And belief is very powerful, and anger is very powerful, and fear is very powerful. Yeah. And so they're using all of those things. And now, and it's very, very, very effective. Mm -hmm. Now, on the left, the very effective thing that they're doing is talking about facts and figures. 
which isn't effective at all. Hopefully, this new crowd of 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 AOCs and Pete Buttigieg's yeah. and stuff may maybe they'll be able to make some sense of the world. I just hate though that uh, it it because I mean you say it was faction figures, but no, we see the we see the left right being angry. Yeah, and 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 I I get that it's almost like we have to in order to have like our people show up in the same numbers. But it can't be two angry sides screaming at each other. Right, because that is the civil war they're talking about. Yeah. So so yes, I mean, I think I think maybe you know, we you, we were talking earlier about Pete Buttigieg's uh I- I interview with Chris Wallace. Is that his name? Chris? Uh, it is Chris Wallace. Uh, it was a town Fox Town Hall meeting. Right. Fox so, News like the the far right news outlet. Right. News is in quotation marks in that. Right. Uh, and Buttigieg scenario. is like, I will go I'll go and talk to them, even right. though there are mainstream Democratic candidates who refuse. Who refuse to go on that. To go on to Fox News. Right. Uh they're in in essence sort of trying to do a little boycott right. of, of Democratic candidates going on. And I, I think that's the wrong thing because you see Buttigieg going on in front of a Fox News audience. Right. And it, I mean, it was it was a fairly civil audience. They they were definitely listening. Mm-hmm. And as he was speaking, it was unbelievable the inroads that he was able to make. They yeah. were cheering. They were applauding. Uh, they gave him a standing ovation. Chris Wallace at one point standing ovation. <laughs> <laughs> no, at one point, <laughs> Buttigieg his response on something was just so outlandishly. Not outlandish. Not outlandish. It's <laughs> so reasonable and so different from what anybody had ever heard and made so much sense to a, a conservative listener. And yet he's arguing for something that... That's a very that, liberal the position. liberal position, right? Right. And, uh, and Chris Wallace just goes... You, you, you hear just this, wow. <laughs> right. Like he, he lost a moment of composure. Right. Know? Right. Because... And... and, and and we were talking about this as well. Like, I'm a total fanboy, right? And I'm openly a fanboy. I have a, a Boot Edge Edge t-shirt. Uh-huh. Um, I don't need Pete Buttigieg to be the, the nominee, though. No. Right? I am a fan of him. And right. I think what he's saying and the, his ability to change the discourse uh, and to give us new words and new arguments is so, so groundbreaking and such a breath of fresh air when compared to what we've been getting from most Democratic candidates. Right. Th- and that's what is, I'm a fan of. And I'm just like, he has to have his moment. Even if his yeah. moment, you know, burns brightly and out before the nomination, I cherish it. Well, it is and the, he, so important. And the Democratic Party needs to, like, have him working behind the scenes to craft their message. Absolutely. Because the thing is that, like, he's not actually making new arguments. Mm-hmm. The arguments have been there. Absolutely. He's yeah. just wording them in a way that people can actually hear them. Yeah. He's just changing how they're being presented. And that's, uh, unfortunately, every bit as important, right. if not more. And he's such an irresistible figure for uh, the news outlets to put on. Oh, yeah. Like he's <laughs> this gay candidate. He's packaged himself so, very well. <laughs> so nerdy, right? He's, yeah, he's, he's not such he's, a wonk, right? And he is 
just delightful to watch and listen to. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, and he's yeah, he's packaged so perfectly. He's yeah. brilliant, but he's all, he's a, like a road scholar, I think. He's a road scholar. But he's also he was in the military. Oh, like he just he checks Every box, and then when you think that, yeah, exactly, he's just delightful. <laughs> anyway, uh, this has been Buttigieg Hour with TGIA. Uh, how did we get there? Because I to you almost half the conversations that I have between now <laughs> and election day, two thousand, was it twenty? Mm-hmm. Oh god, no twenty, no, uh, yeah, nine, yeah, yeah, next year, next year, um, are gonna somehow wind up with me talking about Buttigieg. Yeah, well. <laughs> So, so avoid Frank for a while, everybody. Uh, but if you want to chime in about anything, including Pete Buttigieg, you're welcome to write into us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. That's right. Uh, you can uh, go to the Facebook page if you want to start your own civil war. Uh, no. uh, don't do that. Uh, but go definitely go to the Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash atheist. And while on Facebook, search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge or unless you join. It is a closed group, but we would like you. You can also find us on Twitter and Reddit. Just look for TGIA. That's right. Uh, thanks so much, speaking of social media, for to Mackenzie for all of her amazing work on the Facebook uh, page. Thanks to uh, Amy and Danny for their work as moderators on the members in the Members Only Lounge. And a big thank goes out to Red Rock Hot Club and Gordon Johnston for the use of their music. And thank you guys for tuning in. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>